Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. My name's Elizabeth, and today's episode will cover a couple different aspects relating to Sweeney Tevate, but the first part of the episode will be a little recap of seeing the show this past weekend. Um, I had the opportunity to go to the Saturday matinee as a result of my friend Emily winning the Sweeney Lottery, and she invited me to go with her. So it was just a special treat to get to go back to the show much quicker than we had planned to. So those unexpected trips to be able to see Aaron are always appreciated. So the first half of the episode will be just recapping the show and sharing some things that we've noticed from his debut until now, two weeks in. And then the second part will be talking about a couple things that happened in other shows over the weekend and how that ties into an interview that Aaron recently had on live with Kelly and Mark. But without further ado, here is my catch up with Emily. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me again on the podcast and an even bigger thank you for inviting me as your plus one this past Saturday for a Sweeney matinee since you were a lottery winner. Can you share about winning the lottery? Because I've just dealt with the rejection of it the past two weekends and here you won. So share how that happened. That was actually kind of a fluke because I've gotten the rejections and I've always gotten standby. So a standby, you won't know if you actually can win unless people don't claim the tickets the first round, like from three to four. And I found out after four, and by the time I called you, I had 15 minutes left to claim them. So I was like, you know what? Let me claim them, and we'll just figure out what happens at that point. Oh, yeah. It was a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. That was my second time winning the lottery. Yeah, because I'm like, they're going to get me because I am keep entering the lottery. And then if I keep seeing these rejections in my email, <laughs> I'm just going to lose it and buy the full price tickets. And then you called. So that worked out. And we had like heard going into it, like so many people have told us that if you win the lottery, like your front row and we were ready, like welcoming the spit from Sweeney to Vate during Epiphany. And we found out we were a little bit further back, which turned out actually those seats even better. Were great. Yeah, we were we were roti um of right orchestra and like we I mean being further back you really can see everything with it being a two-story stage and we were right there for like um Sweeney's death and the judge and when he comes down the stairs so it ended up working out like I mean personally I hope to experience the front row win sure. maybe I'm sure I mean who wouldn't but what did you think about where we were yesterday? I actually liked where we were yesterday better than when we were up in the Mez. For okay. I did like the Mez because I was able to see everything the first time around with the big picture. But this time, being where we were, we were able to focus more on finite details. Mm-hmm. Like the one where I was actually able to see the beggar woman when she's trying to go to love it a few times. And like even asking her for a pie. And you can actually see where she's at. Mm-hmm. Versus being up in the mess, you can really tell where the beggar woman was at that point 
but you could see Lovett's interaction going on. Right. So you were like like rear right mez for his debut. I was front front mez for his debut. So like I didn't I was able to see the beggar woman and things, but I Jill said that as well. Like you couldn't see the beggar woman in that corner. So it was good to to see that. But you're right, like definitely getting the different perspectives and everything was really cool. But rewinding even before the show started, who did you see? I did get to say hi to Aaron outside the stage door while I was waiting for you to come in. And I was literally in the process of ordering my main fifth tickets at that point. Mm-hmm. And he came in. And so that that was cool. Quick little head nod. Yes. Good. Yep. He gets there a little earlier now than he did with Moulin Rouge to get himself all makeuped up and everything. Yep. But, so that's good. Okay. So I guess going right into the show, it was definitely... I felt a calmer audience than it was his debut night, especially right from the start when he comes out through the fog. Like, yes, there was cheering, but I feel like we could hear him. We missed like we missed the attend the tale of Sweeney Todd, but then we could hear him right after that. Like it settled Mm -hmm. really quickly, which is good. I mean, but nothing will ever beat that first (laughs) that first moment from the night. The energy the first night was completely off the charts and then yesterday it was like two weeks afterwards everybody was like a little bit mellow and calm and we all knew what was going on Mm -hmm. i heard i got a a private message from someone who said like one of their friends like knows is friends with aaron knows aaron and they were talking to him about that debut and he said that he had never in his whole career has has ever been as nervous as he was that first night for sweeney which I mean, makes perfect sense for how much of a dream this is. Right. But then we've kept hearing, you know, it's been two weeks. We keep hearing he's settling into the role. He and Sutton are really finding their groove. And I mean, that seemed so accurate. Just And they're only two weeks in just to see like what they're going to do for the remaining 10. But getting in, I I really was drawn this time like to the barber and his wife sequences between yes. when Sweeney sang it and then when Lovett sang it. And it was like, I know the differences, but just to like really be aware of it. So hearing Sweeney talk about it and he's he's talking about his wife, like there's a barber and his wife and she was beautiful and he was foolish barber. So hearing him put all the emphasis on the love of his wife and then you hear Mrs. Lovett telling Sweeney the story of the barber and his wife and she's talking about how he was beautiful and a perfect artist a proper artist with a knife so it's just catching those interactions and and Sutton's like facial expressions when she's reminiscing about it Naive. 
And then another part that I noticed was the poor things. I knew they were there in the debut, but I was really watching the actors up on the bridge that were mm -hmm. acting out the events as Lovett was telling Sweeney what was happening. Because I feel like the first time I was focused on Sutton and Aaron, and this time I watched up there. I mean, even before Poor Things, just Aaron's expressions and his mannerisms during Worst Pies in London, like him choking on the pie and him, he didn't, he didn't just spit it out. He really like played it up like that. It was so dry. He couldn't swallow it. Like, mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, Sutton is just wild just to watch her, like every aspect of her, just from the moment she pops up with a carrot in her mouth and she's spitting it out. And I don't know so how. Funny. I contained all that laughing because I was dying at that point. You, you saved it till, till Little Priest. You were, you lost it for Little Priest. Oh, when the judge comes to visit Sweeney the first time, mm -hmm. like after, like this is right before Pretty Woman. When you see Love It or Sun bowing down to him, mm -hmm. like I didn't see her actually like going into the split the first time, but this time. I caught on it. I'm like, oh, wait. she didn't do that because she didn't do it before. She she just like let him come down the stairs when we saw or what she came down the stairs, let him go up, got out of his way. But this time she bowed so low that she was like doing like a toe touch on the ground. And then yes. she slid her. She slid herself backwards to get over to, I think, to Tobias. So, yeah, that was different. So many of her antics were so different than they were the first time. But yes, yeah. the the pretty women and his whistling. It's and I keep saying this. I've said this the past two podcasts. Like how there was the question of whether or not it was recorded, and it's just like I guess I just think that highly of Aaron that it never even crossed my mind that it was. Just That's like true. of course, of course, it, it's him. And but even with Pirelli's miracle Alexa, like even noticing the small finite detail choreography that the ensemble has going on when they're like all passing the bottle of the elixir mm -hmm. smelling all that like yeah, it, i didn't pick up on that the first night but definitely where we were yesterday i was able to figure that out okay so then if we just are jumping to other big numbers we get to epiphany he the thing that people have said and we've noticed is like he's he has his accent but he's he's singing with his accent now so like mm -hmm. adding that into the power of his voice already in epiphany is is insane i don't know yeah the first night he was definitely unhinged and maniacal laughing a little priest always that that whole section which we all know with the whole general part I don't know how they don't die of laughter at that point because I almost lost it. Yeah, they they held that the general's part better than they did on opening night. But again, like her her antics are just changing. Just everything that she does and him playing off of her. And like early on, there's a point where before she goes in to like hug him and hold on to him, there's a point he like grabs her face and yes. he lets go. And she just wandered around like, oh my God, he just grabbed my face. Like this is the best thing ever. And then they kept going into it. So like little little things like that that she was doing that just really continued to play into like how infatuated 
she is with him is is just wild so just how they get through that number and the the dance backwards with the cleaver it will never not nope not make us feel like it is and even with worse pies like her with the rolling pin on certain beats and the flower throwing it's just like all the technical stuff is just like i knew it was coming Mm -hmm. but like seeing it live is so much better some days than just always it's always better yeah to the recordings yeah and it's great to like we've been saying to see it if you have the opportunity to see it multiple times see it in different ways because it's never it's live theater it's never Mm -hmm. it's never going to be the same but one number that is becoming my favorite is the start of act two with god that's good Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, Joe's fantastic, like starting with that and Sutton, but just like the annoyance, the amount of annoyance mm-hmm. that Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney have mutually for each other mm-hmm. is just so funny because she's like trying to enjoy and celebrate that her pie shop has all this business and he's so uptight because the chair's not there and then she's not following his directions. And like when she screams, like, will you trust me? Like, it just makes me laugh because they're yeah it's so funny and she punches the air three times for um knock three times i don't know that number just is it grows on me the more i hear it and and see pieces of it And by the sea, I that <laughs> that I was I lost it. And then the to whole, hear what go ahead. The whole unbuttoning his shirt at that point with the suspenders, feet up next to the face. I'm like, I, I can't. I know. She's like full on like tucking his hair behind his ears with her feet, which I, I just can't. I can't like even talk about it because it grosses me out. But it's so funny. And then just to see it yesterday, like we saw him go all the way through, we just to see his facial expressions in it and then to hear what happened at the nighttime, right. the evening show with that and how she made him break like so hard, like hearing my friend Amy talk about it. It's like you could just picture it, that yellow couch and you can mm-hmm. just picture Aaron just putting his face like in the corner of the couch. And then she said he looked back at Sutton to try to move forward and he couldn't. He couldn't do it. So he put that pillow over his face that's on the couch with him. <laughs> Which is like it's just so funny just to know, like, okay, they they did it. It seems like that's just her mission is to get him get when him. she can. And but the audiences are like loving it. You just hear the it was like 45 seconds of just audience laughter from that evening audio by the sea, which is crazy. Yeah. Not why while Admiral always, always gets me choked up. Like Joe is and Sutton are just so good at that point. Like, 
-hmm. you could see how Toby wants to protect Lovett. And Lovett's like, oh, no, no, no. Everything's all fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then mm -hmm. after she brings him to the bakehouse, then she's like, oh, what am I going to do now? Like, yeah, I need a like, word to God. You see her get dark there. Like, she shows him how to grind the meat. And, like, the lighting changes. The music changes. She starts to back into the darkness. And then she runs off calling for your Sweeney. She's like, we're in trouble. Like, he knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And just all of her her things, she does it with um with the beetle, just and then like up in the barber shop when she realizes like, he wants to do different things, she's like, I'm out. Like, bye. <laughs> so like just yep. like her how she does it is just really funny. The segments into City on Fire, that like the asylum part, mm -hmm. like when Joanna has the gun and shoots Fog, like the way they do it is just so choreographically amazing like his little jump back mm -hmm. it's just like what and then like you're watching that happen you're seeing all the lunatics running crazy mm -hmm. you see the set like go crazy and shifts mm -hmm. and then you see sweeney and love it like run around mm -hmm. when they're looking for toby yeah yeah there's lots happening in that moment for in that scene for sure like everybody has one thing going on and i did notice at least in joanna act two where you could actually see her like sliding back and forth from her hiding place on the scaffolding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when she wasn't singing she was like a little scooched back and then you mm -hmm. were able to see her slide back mm -hmm. out and then slide back which mm -hmm. was pretty neat mm-hmm yeah, again, it's just those different perspectives and things that you see. And you could really, like you said, you could really see the beggar woman this time, which again, that meant you could really pay attention to her and Lovett's interaction and Lovett's always yelling at her. But now knowing who the she beggar really woman is. is, like, of course, she's yelling at her, like, get away. So there's no way that Sweeney's going to see her and catch on to this this great plan that she has. Mm -hmm. um, but... It, just the ending, it it will never not get me just how swiftly he kills he kills Lucy. Like it's mm -hmm. so quick. Like just like you said, you see her up there and she's recognizing things, she's putting things together. Her and Joanna are in the same space, mm -hmm. but not knowing it. He comes in, they're all three in the same space at the same time, and he can't even he can't Process. because the judge is coming. It's so quick. It's so, so quick. And then him going after Joanna on the stairs. Mm -hmm. And that whole yeah. transition mm -hmm. from going down the stairs into the big house is just so cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's terrifying, but it's cool. It's terrifying, but it's cool. And Sutton, Mrs. Lovett realizes what happened. Sweeney comes in, he catches it. And then you like, just to see, you could see more of his facial expressions. Like when he's recognizing things that the beggar woman, Lucy had said to him during the whole show, like about warning him about Lovett or don't I know you, mister. And him saying to Sutton, like, you lied to me. And she says, I told you he took poison. I didn't tell you she died. Okay. Which like, I didn't catch that the first time but like so in her mind she didn't lie she told the truth 
Um, but just his quickness to turn to her and <laughs> send her off. And then Toby comes in and just to see Sweeney's face, like it just is like he smiles almost when Toby has him and he knows what's coming. It's like that relief. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, you could hear like Aaron, he did more this time with like his death than he did in act in act one like leading up to it he he picked up lucy this time to like kind of hold her a little bit before he went after love it and then he like again completely lays down on the stage next to her when toby comes in but toby picks him up and he kind of you hear a little laugh and you do he does like make some sounds when he's dying and but what's always like it always catch it's caught me the last two times is like he's dead he's on the ground but then to shift the transition into the valid finale, they just pick him up and he walks off the stage with them. Like it's okay. One common comment I've seen recently on things regarding bows is how like you went from Aaron's Moulin Rouge bows with his energy and like, you know, blows his kiss and he smiles and everything. And like, they're so serious this time when yeah. they come out, like both of them, like Sutton just steps up. She's very straight faced which is like so odd compared to for how she was the entire show and then even Aaron is is like that as well like we're missing some of his signatures like the peace sign the, the blowing mm -hmm. of the kiss they're not there now and I, I miss them a little bit but it's interesting how many people have like noticed those differences yeah and I think even when they're walking off stage at the end mm -hmm. he'll do his peace sign at that point sometimes or at he least only, he did the first weekend he did it the first night and that was that was the only time I've seen it. it was just that first night so i don't know maybe things will change but maybe yeah it was still so good like i actually can't wait to go back mm -hmm. the next couple of times oh yeah pick you... up more things absolutely absolutely because that's like going back and seeing rouge a thousand times like i picked up on more things mm -hmm. each time around mm-hmm and like even where we sat, it was like I would rather sit in orchestra at this point for Sweeney because like I can okay. see more mm -hmm. and like definitely see all the facial expressions better mm -hmm. than sitting up in the mez. Yeah, I think it's good to like just if you have the chance to to sit different yeah. places. I know for Moulin Rouge, like I I loved my left side, and now with Sweeney, more happens on the right side. Like it's just. Just to change it and see all the different things. It's, it's true. If you feel like lucky enough that we're close enough that we can have those multiple experiences. So yeah, just being able to have that and share about it is is fun. Okay, so that show was a Saturday matinee and it was pretty calm. Like everything worked the way it was supposed to work. Like Nothing malfunctioned. Everybody got where they needed to be at the right time. Nobody had to crawl off the stage or anything like that. And then we hear about Saturday night on Broadway, which we talked about a little bit. And it just seems like it's Sutton's mission to get Aaron to break whenever possible. And like her most ideal opportunities are Little Priest and By the Sea. And even more so in By the Sea because she is such a physical actress she's all over him like i said it earlier she's using her feet to like tuck his hair behind his ears and she's so up all over his chest and everything and just 
he Aaron playing Sweeney has to be annoyed with her and like just tolerating her in that moment as she's singing to him but Aaron I don't know how he how he's doing it and apparently he didn't do it on Saturday night and he broke completely and was hiding himself and I mean that's just so funny and like everybody wants the video of it and all of that which would be like amazing but it's also been fun to just imagine it like you you know Aaron you know the set like just to imagine that silent laughter that his bashfulness coming out as he's trying to hide himself and Sutton is probably just in her glory absolutely loving it that she was able to to get that to happen and right at the end of by the sea Mrs. Lovett is supposed to like supposed to ask Sweeney like you love me a little bit right and my friend said that Sutton was like right in his face when he like turned to look at her again and asked that question so I mean Sutton won Saturday night on Broadway However, on Friday, so Friday the 23rd, we got our first like TV interview with Aaron talking about Sweeney. We've been waiting. Sutton had an article. Aaron and Sutton had an article for Playbill and we got that back that backstage behind the scenes like photo shoot stuff, but we haven't seen like any interviews yet of just Aaron talking about it and we found out earlier in the week that he was going to be the guest on live with Kelly and Mark to talk about Sweeney and he was on pretty early in the show on Friday which was nice to like not have to be waiting around for him and they asked him about like where does he keep his Tony award and he shared that of all the things that he's won that's the one thing that he keeps out displayed for people to see which that, that just sounds so on brand for our humble Aaron to keep his accomplishments like subtly away. But I'm so happy to know that he keeps that out as like a visual for himself to see and walk by every day. And they asked him about school and we, we learned that he finished his college degree. He had one biology class to take and he eventually finished that in 2012 they asked him about his favorite show and he always comes back to next to normal and just the impact that that has on him and that it's had on others and how powerful it is and then they got into Sweeney Todd and like he of course like talked about how the role has allowed him to tap back into his like classical voice roots and Kelly said like she's seen the show and with everything that's happening she said it just seems like one big mishap waiting to happen and she asked him if a mishap had ever happened on stage and here's the one that he described we have a lot of a lot of the uh the scenery specifically is it's it's not really uh technical or computerized it's kind of uh, of the time and we have this chair right this barber chair Uh that's an old industrial kind of pins and you know things that lock and go into place. And they told me that a lot can go wrong with the chair. I was like, it'll be fine. And then actually, I've only been in the show for a week and a half, but I think it was maybe three or f- like sometime over the last Friday, this weekend, something happened with the chair and it was like at the pinnacle moment of the show and I'm <laughs> finally about to extract my vengeance against the judge. And then I did, and then the chair kind of messed up. And we have this gag where after a body is taken care of, it slides down a chute yeah. and ends up coming out. And uh, the chair didn't work. So I didn't really know what happened. And I looked over and I just saw the judge crawling off. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron told them about how 
that chair malfunctioned like at such a pivotal moment in the show like at the end with the judge and all of that and he just gives you that visual of the judge crawling off the stage and it's just crazy just a couple days into his run that he saw that in action and just how they played it off but it's just funny how he talks about that malfunction and then today at it's sunday at today's show there was a full-on chair malfunction for pretty much all of act two of the show different accounts have shared that it started during his like joanna act two sequence when you know the everyone's just starting to come in and he's singing joanna and he's you know, slitting throats and they're dropping down in the trap door. And they said that it started there where the chair, like it went back and wouldn't come back up. And Aaron was able to get it back up for the rest of the song. So like it didn't, it didn't come back up once and then he was able to get it. And then a little bit later when Sweeney is writing a letter to the judge um, about trying to lure him back to the barbershop, the chair again malfunctioned and that happens as Joe is down singing like not while I'm around with Mrs. Lovett and it's pitch black up on the upper upper level where the barber shop is and they said that Aaron was up there like tinkering with it trying in the dark to get the chair to go back into the right position that it was supposed to be in before eventually he gave up and walked off stage and a crew member came on and they tried to figure it out but then again it happens at these pivotal moments where you know he does he sweeney does what he does to lucy and the 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 chair like went back but the trap door didn't open so lucy is sliding off the chair but there's no place for her to go but the floor so she goes off and the trap door didn't open yet so she didn't hit the trap door feet first like she should have she hit she hit differently so hopefully she is okay and and you know I mean I hope she hasn't dealt with that before but she knows what to do in the event that something like that did happen and by that point Aaron just was like basically forget you chair and he, the judge came in he kept the chair in its usual position he didn't turn it toward the trap door and he just put the regular chair that he has early on when he first starts the barber the first starts the barber shop he puts that chair over the trapdoor, he does what he does to the judge and he helps the judge he helped him like lay down on the floor and then the judge just you know scampered off crawling off the stage after that happened so the the chair was just it was just on its a mind of its own today and it seems Aaron really tried to to keep it going and the chair just was not having it so hopefully you know it just needs a rest and the next two days off and hopefully things go off again without a hitch this coming week. But it's just amazing just how things happen and how the actors deal with it. And everyone that has shared about this chair malfunction today said that they all, all the actors involved, like played everything off without a hitch. They didn't miss a line. They didn't miss a note. It just kept going, which is just absolutely amazing and just speaks volumes about their professionalism. And it, it just makes for good stories just to hear hear about it. And um, one of my friends that was telling me about this, he was like, it was the most like least stressful 
Sweeney act two ever because everything was just kind of like slow motion. Like they, the chair wasn't working to drop them off and go down to the oven to the bakehouse. It was just very much slower and, and all of that, which is just crazy. But it was just funny how Aaron talked about that mishap and he always believed that it would be fine. And then it happens a couple of days into his run. And then here it goes. It happens again. So hopefully they can get it figured out and it doesn't continue to happen too often for him. But I mean, you never know. There's still 10 weeks left, thankfully. And there's so much more in store for us, not just from Aaron, but from Sutton and this entire cast. The show is the show is spectacular. But thank you so much for listening today and continuing to support this podcast. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, follow along on Instagram at tevading underscore patiently and over on TikTok at tevading patiently and hope to have you back here for episode 78.